welcome to the Interfish Podcast, where we bring you the week's most interesting and compelling seafood news. I'm Editor-in-Chief Drew Cherry. I'm joined today by Executive Editor John Fiorillo, and only John Fiorillo, because we are going to be talking about a specific topic today, and uh, it's one that caught fire, uh, and it's plant-based and cellular-based seafood. John, um, we listed out the major companies, pretty much every major company we could find that's doing this, um, and the list was quite long, a lot longer than I thought it was going to be when I started putting it together. And what I'm curious about um, is is how big of an issue this is, and we've talked about it and, and debated it, and we're not sure if this is really a, a threat to seafood, if it's complementary. Um, I can tell you the industry seems to see it as a threat. Um, you wrote a column on this. Tell us a little bit about it. Alrighty. Well, I too see it as a threat um, in certain ways. And first of all, let me just clear the air on a couple things. I don't care if people eat plant-based foods. I don't care if they eat beef. I don't care if they eat chicken. I don't care if they eat mothballs. It's I'm not judging diets here. My youngest son's a vegan, so I'm very familiar with that diet. However, <laughs> I am not pleased with, nor do I like in any way when they masquerade plant-based seafood as seafood. Uh, the labeling, I think, is poor in most cases. Some do it better than others, but I think they are enjoying the halo that seafood has and, um, you know, kind of misleading people a bit on their labeling. In addition, I don't approve of their marketing technique in which they pretty much trash the seafood industry for IUU fishing and mismanagement and, you know, go on and on and on. We've seen them all before uh, to market their product as some sort of, you know, better, um, better product. And, you know, no, I'm not comfortable with that at all. So, yeah, so I don't, uh, I don't support some of the techniques and some of the practices they're using at all. Well, I think that that what they are doing, like you said, is they're um, they're able to thread this needle of providing seafood products that uh, people want, whether it's fake shrimp or fake tuna, um, fake bluefin tuna, fake tuna flakes, whatever. There there are a lot of options out there. Um, but I think what they're able to do now is, as you said, John, ride on kind of the halo of seafood, uh, which is health in general, um, taste uh, in general. Um, but look at the negatives of seafood and, and say, um, this is why you should be eating our product. Now, that's problematic, and it's problematic for a couple of reasons. Um, for one, a, a UN report just came out, I believe, two days ago, certainly this week, um, that actually said eating seafood is one way to reduce the impacts of climate change. And that's what's so interesting about this is if you look at the ingredients in most of these uh, in most of these products, 
most of them are soy based and soy has a tremendous amount of problems and it's becoming more and more clear that although it's benefited um, because of uh, the broadening of the vegetarian diet and as you said John the vegan diet recent events like the uh, Amazon fires have shown that soy has some major problems being a a land-based uh, a land-based um, Product, a land-based uh, protein, I guess you could call it, um, and to use that in a product uh, that is being marketed as seafood, you're really you're really losing the the best of both worlds, right? I mean, you're losing the actual flavor, and uh, you're also losing the benefits of eating seafood. Um, both from a health perspective, but also from an environmental perspective, because you're not only passing up on a seafood meal, you're also eating a product that takes up a lot of agricultural land, that takes up a lot of water, and requires a lot of energy to ship and process around the world. So I see your point. You got pushback in particular from Atlantic Natural Foods that produces tuna. Um, tell us a bit about tuna, and tell us a bit about uh, the reaction that you got from your column from uh, from this executive. <clears throat> yeah, okay, well, I mean, uh, the guy who wrote the column is Doug Hines, and he's uh, been involved in the seafood industry for a long time, basically um, involved in canned uh, tuna, uh, that segment of the industry. Uh, so that that's all fine, and um, yeah, so... You know, even in his response to me, he took plenty of opportunity to what I can only say is trash the ills or point out the ills of this industry and to justify their product, which is fine. I mean, that's that's the way to market, but it's not it, it shouldn't be uh, accepted by the industry. I, I just don't approve of that. I didn't approve of it when the lamb based shrimp guys down there in Texas trashed uh you know um asian uh imports of of uh shrimp farm shrimp from asia i i don't believe in trashing one segment of this industry or a different product to make your product better so well then it seems like time and time again it's been proven that that doesn't work that's not a good idea um but that said you know in, in our research i mean this is what's really interesting is that uh, I think the industry sort of ignores this at its own peril and is going to have to probably make a decision at some point as to whether or not uh, to partner with these groups um, or to somehow out-market them, to beat them at their own game, or accept they're going to lose some market share. Um, an example, Beyond Meat, which is uh, kind of the leader now in producing uh, plant-based uh, burgers, that company's now worth uh, around $9 billion uh, after its IPO on the NASDAQ. So it's a big, big company. Now, I'm going to point something out. Uh, movie, uh, Salmon Farmer, is worth $12 billion. So although um, although Beyond Meat is, is grabbing a lot of headlines and everyone's very excited about it, the world seems to not understand Yet, I think that's changing very, very quickly, the world does not seem to understand the size of the aquaculture industry in particular. So Beyond Meat may be big, um, movie is even bigger. 
Um, but but the the challenge is that this this trend is increasing, and uh, Barclays report said that um, it expects that the plant-based food industry is going to be worth around 140 billion dollars in the next decade and could take around 10% of the 1.4 trillion dollar global meat industry. It didn't really dive down into uh, into seafood. Um, but we can extrapolate that that's going to be uh, that's going to be an issue. Um, I want to rattle off a bit of the backers. Now in general, in general these are small VC uh, kind of angel investors that have come into um, to push some of these some of these projects, but but that's not completely the case. In particular, with companies that are doing things like fish sticks and fish fillets, um, you know, as as uh, as alternatives to fish, as plant based alternatives, there's a lot of those. Um, they fly a little bit under the radar. There's been no indication that they're cutting into market share of of fish, really. Um, but corn is one, or corn, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but they've been around a long time. Um, Tyson Foods, buying into New Wave, uh, New Wave Foods, which is producing um, fake shrimp. That is uh, certainly going to make a big difference in, in what that company can achieve. Um, but, but from small VCPE funds all the way to big backers, um, there's a lot of money going into this. Now it's not uncommon for VCs and private equity funds to sort of, um, you know, they're like they're like a uh, they're like a, a magpie. You know, they're easily attracted by shiny objects, and, and that's what plant-based food is right now. Um, but it is surprising when you look through this that it's not just kind of, um, you know, a few people in a in a lab coming up with this. It's actually relatively advanced. Um, and it's gotten uh, listings in a, in a lot of um, you know in in a lot of uh, stores. So, I mean, what do you think, John? Is this is this actually going to eat into market share? Um, does it find its own place? I mean, the industry's reaction to your column in particular, and just to this whole uh, whole idea of plant based seafood, has been pretty pretty strong, I would say. Well, I mean. You just listed off some big backers, and as I mentioned in the column, you know, I was watching football on uh, Sunday, and it, I can't tell you how many times the Burger King commercial came on about its new Impossible Whopper, which is plant-based. So uh, this is far from a uh, fad to me. This this is a trend, and, and I have no problem with it. I have no problem with alternative... Um, meat or seafood in this case. I mean, if people want to consume plant-based uh, tuna or shrimp or whatever, fine. I, I don't have any problem with that. I just want to make sure that these companies label it uh, proper, properly and, you know, market it without trashing the seafood industry. And, yeah, I think there's going to be plenty of money that goes into this, and I think it is going to steal market share from other proteins. I mean, you just have to look at milk. I'm a huge dairy fan, right? So, I mean, you go into the – I went into the uh, Whole Foods the other day, and it was literally very hard to find regular milk – well, milk, as I would say – 
um, mixed in with all the almond milks and the soy milks and the you know fake milk this and fake milk that. So yeah, this is this is not going away, and it, you can poo poo it if you're an industry player and just say ah you know it'll be small. <laughs> I don't know. It, it may it may stay small. It may eat you know a little bit of your market share and you know that's not good because our market share of the protein market already is is not where it should be so uh i i'd pay attention and i you know i think that was part of some of the reaction that you talked about i think people are really starting to put this on their radar screen in the industry and if for no other reason these companies are <laughs> calling our product, you know, environmentally uh, flawed and et cetera, et cetera, so they can market their product. Well, you know, yeah, let's pay attention to that because we've been down that road plenty of friggin' times and it never seemed to end well for us. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is interesting. I was just in London last week and doing a little shopping, getting some lunch, and Several of the stores, because I went into a few of them, and several of the stores now have plant-based aisles. They've set aside uh, space for plant-based food. And it, you can see their uh, tuna flakes on ready-meal salads. I'm assuming that's tuna. Not fully 100% sure, but I'm assuming that. I could be wrong. Uh, I saw this in, in Marks and Spencer. Um, and, and you just see it all over the place with some of the product launches that they're putting out, uh, sushi and, and other things like that. So um, I agree that it's, it's, here to, it's here to stay at least for a while, but you might be surprised. There may be some pushback on this, and I think there is a little, at least some awareness that, again, this is not necessarily sustainable food, nor is it necessarily healthy food. Um, flip over the back of those packages and you'll, you'll see what's in there. Um, it is processed food and there are a lot of people that, uh, a lot of experts on health that will say avoid processed foods, uh, avoid putting uh, all this junk in your body. And there may be some, some blowback on that and I, I would not be surprised. Um, in the meantime, John, what do you think about seafood companies uh, partnering and, and having this as uh, you know one product in their in their suite of offerings? Uh, you know, I haven't really thought that one through. I mean, my initial reaction is no, but um, I, I guess I guess you caught me a little off guard. I haven't thought about about that. I, where do you where do you fall on that? I don't think it makes a, a whole lot of sense to do that uh, unless you are maybe a Tyson or a Cargill. And remember, these guys are, you know, they can write a check. Cargill can write a check and take Avos uh, and, and take the uh, one of the world's largest, second largest, I believe, feed company, aquaculture feed company. And the more that Cargill and ADM and Tyson kind of notice seafood, um, the more I think uh, we're going to see these major companies come in. They're, they have to be nervous. They're sheep, right? And they see Cargill doing something, and then um, ADM and Tyson go, huh, what's going on with that? So I would not be surprised if you see people trying to create kind of multi-protein um, conglomerates here, and maybe they operate in, in their own silos. 
Um, but I, I, w I would say that, yes, we will find it l in the future that there will be companies uh, that own both seafood uh, and uh, plant-based plant -based foods. Um, but that's down the road, and I don't think you'll, you'll see a, anything cooperative in the sense that I don't think you'll see Bumblebee buying uh, tuna, uh, although that would be quite interesting. But Bumblebee has its own suite of troubles. I just sort of grab their name randomly out of the air. That's the wrong company to, to think about growth right now. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, it's been interesting. I, I think it's going to be a, a trend that we need to keep an eye on. We're going we're gonna to keep covering it. Um, we discussed this because is this seafood? It does this fall into our beak? Should we worry about it? And we decided, you know what? Let's 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 look at this. Let's keep an eye on this. It is an innovation. It is in the seafood and aquaculture uh, and fisheries space. And so, um, you know, keep keep tabs on Interfish.com because we're gonna we're gonna keep on it uh, when these companies get funding, when they get uh, get acquired, when when they start expanding. Um, we'll make sure that that the industry can can be uh, up to speed on it. Well, let's let's also keep in a keep in our mind a couple other things. Uh, this is a relatively new segment of the protein market, and it hasn't really yet come under much much regulation or much oversight from the government. And it, it, people are looking at it now from a labeling point of view and um, food safety and, and those types of things. So it's not going to escape scrutiny for very long from regulators. And when we get there, let's see what we have, because honestly, you mentioned, you know, this is processed food. This is highly processed food. <laughs> and, um, you know, the health benefits of highly processed food generally are not that great. I haven't looked at the nutrition labels on all these products, but I have looked at the ingredients and, you know, soy and beans and peas and okay but you have to do a lot to make that taste like uh tuna or salmon or whatever uh so you know we'll see where that goes as well but and when it comes to protein uh, seafood's pretty much at the top of the list as being healthy and those things so i understand why these pretenders would want to you know attach to our our cape our coattail so to speak but you know it's to me, they're going about it in a disingenuous way, and if they want to, they want to present themselves as truly what they are. You know, some seafood flavor peas or whatever the heck they're using. That's fine, but don't don't sit out there and call yourself, you know, seafood in in a demonstrative way because it's it's just not right and it's misleading. And we couldn't even do that with with surimi seafood <laughs> i mean this is actually made from seafood from pollock and we had to for the longest time and still do in some instances have to call it imitation that uh, come on you know th does that does that make sense in anybody's universe no it, it, it well it doesn't in mine okay so yada yada there i go <laughs> Well, all right, so I'm going to assume, John, that you're not going to go out and, and get some plant-based food for your Friday night dinner. I might. I might go down to Whole Foods and see what they have on the shelves. Uh, and, and uh, hey, maybe next week I'll let you know how it is. But I have a friend that's no. offering me some frozen sockeye fillets as well. So I'm, I'm going to go for those first. 
get my plant-based food, keep a beer nearby for a chaser uh, in case it tastes <laughs> as bad as I think it is. Do not get me wrong. I am not opposed to these being in the market, and I have tasted Ocean Hugger's um, uh, uh, sushi-style um, tuna, or I can't even remember, and it was fine. I haven't tasted uh, many others beyond that, but I've, I'm happy to, and some of them may be very good, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, just label them right and don't trash the industry under which you like to market uh, alternative products, you know? So pretty simple. That's my point. All right. Well, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting topic. So uh, comments are still rolling in uh, about your column, John, and uh, and let, let's see. We, we've got a lot of interesting differing views on it so you've got some cheerleaders and then you've got some people that are uh saying you're way off base as usual with our commentaries that's what we want to do all right so let's wrap it up there uh folks we'll be back next week we had our investor forum last week in london and we want to tell you all about it it was an amazing lineup and an amazing day uh and we got plenty of stories and plenty of thoughts uh, to come out of that so Alright, thanks everyone.